Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. Obviously, you know that many dancers, we face challenges along the way, along the journey from pre-professional career to our professional career. And I really would love to hear from you about what challenges you faced in your uh, you know, roadmap towards where you are now. I know, and please fill, fill us in a little bit, but I do know that you went from the ABT route to Boston Valley route. So why yeah. don't you in on everything? So um, I started going to the Jackson Kennedy Onassis School ABT when I was 14. Um, and then when I was 16, I got into the main company. So it was a very like quick route for me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, it was timing and um, they needed girls. And um, yeah, so it was a little bit overwhelming at first joining a big company at such a young age with so many older dancers at the time. Um, so at the time when I was 16, you know, I was able to eat whatever I wanted um, didn't really think about nutrition in a way that would be to like fuel my body. I was just like, oh, I can eat a piece of pizza, cheeseburger, whatever. And then a couple of years into the company, I realized, you know, my body was going through changes and mm -hmm. I couldn't do that anymore. And I realized my performance level and performance in class and on stage was just not as up to par as the rest of the dancers or what I wanted to be. And I got really, really hard on myself comparing my body to other dancers that have been there longer and dancing longer. So I kind of took a really drastic measure and just kind of stopped eating a lot. Um, so I'd be so exhausted, like I couldn't do as much as I wanted to in class. And I felt tired all the time. Um, and I was actually, I ended up getting injured like I sprained my ankle multiple times um, just because I think I was so fatigued. So I realized that probably wasn't the best route. So I started to see like a nutritionist on the side. Um, and it was really hard for me because actually my bones were just not happy. <laughs> like I could feel every time I landed from a jump that I felt like my shins were gonna like break. <laughs> One of really good points here. Yes. the comparisons right it's almost like and it kind of flows into my next question which was you know if we could pinpoint a time in your dance training when the thought that of like what i was putting onto my plate is actually having an impact on my body and it sounds like for you that somewhat resulted from you comparing yourself to just the other dancers dancers who had been at the company longer, um, and you were young, so, you know, maybe there wasn't someone there to tell you that, you know, 
what you see is not necessarily like what you're looking at with another dancer doesn't necessarily mean that she's not eating anything you know what i mean like what we see um on the surface is not necessarily what is actually happening in a dancer's life and in a dancer's body and how they're eating them. Raise a really good point because you entered the company so young, you necessarily didn't maybe make that connection. So for you, it just made sense that you know these dancers look this way. That means maybe they're not eating. Maybe I shouldn't be eating too, right? And um, along that, you then realized and experienced firsthand that even though maybe some days you felt lighter or and translating that to feeling better, um, you realized that your bones suffered, you suffered injuries. Um, so there were consequences to that. Yeah, totally. Um, I didn't really have like a good uh, model, like no one was really helping me with it at my old company. Like a lot of the times it was mainly just them telling me like that I needed to change the way I looked and without giving me the right assistance to do so, which I think is why I freaked out on my own and I was like oh this is how I'm gonna do it the easy way but the easy way is not the best way so <laughs> no that's a that's a really good point uh when we just don't have that guidance and I think something that I see with a lot of young dancers is that they fall unhealthy behaviors but it actually stems from good intentions you know the intentions are that you want to do well in your classes and succeed in this career that you're putting so much effort mentally and physically towards. Um, and then without realizing it, you you fall into unhealthy and unsustainable habits, which then could result in injury. So now, yes, in the shift that you started to realize that, that wasn't working and that actually wasn't a good idea. Yeah. So I was about like, maybe four or five years into the company and I finally found once I saw like a nutritionist and seeked help the right help I realized that I have to eat a good breakfast that has a lot of protein um, carbohydrates are important like don't stay away from like it's okay to have a piece of toast <laughs> um, so I made sure like I actually had a, a meal plan that I wrote down every day to make sure that I was getting enough I wasn't crazy about calorie counting. It was just making sure that I was having enough to replace the amount of like calories that I was burning that day in rehearsal. Sure. Um, Cause that's like really important. Um, so yeah, I finally found like this regimen um, of eating. And then unfortunately, like I, my body, I'm very hypermobile. So I'm always prone to injury. So I had a really kind of major injury that took, or actually three injuries in a row put together. So that took me out for about like a year, almost a year and a half. I sprained my ankle pretty badly. And then that same, I think I went back too quickly. So that foot, I got a stress reaction, which yeah. brings me back to when I wasn't eating the right foods. I think that just accumulated like, a weakness in my my bones so that's one of the major reasons why I want to stress that eating healthy and eat having the right amount of nutrients to support like we do so such crazy things every day and jumping and you need to have enough like calcium vitamin d to support your bones 
And I didn't get that. So I think all of that just accumulated over the years and then led me to a stress fracture in my foot. Even though I had started eating well, it does still my bones were not like up to the. So this is this is really important for young dancers here because when we are in our late teens and even early 20s, we are in what's called our peak bone building years. And you take advantage of those years, you set yourself up for stronger bones by the time you hit your late 20s and 30s. So I think it's important to realize that, uh, you know, for the younger dancers out there listening, you're likely in your peak uh, bone building years now, take advantage of it. Uh, take advantage of the fact that what you do now is actually going to impact your uh, ability to have a sustainable and long lasting career down the road. Dan dance is very intense, it's very active. But sometimes younger dancers don't see that and they don't think that dance is as active and as intense as it is. I hear about dancers saying, oh, well, I stand around during rehearsals and I'm, uh, I don't know, it's, it's so intermittent, it's so start, stop, starting and stopping, but it's important to realize that ballet and dance in general is, is a very intense exercise and we really have to fuel and like you said, replace what we're burning. Yeah, like for students, like say you only have like one or two classes a day, doesn't mean that you should not put enough nutrients or eat enough because you want to be dancing for a long time like what I did was not smart when I was younger and I wasn't really dancing as much as I am now when you first join a company obviously I was eating so like so little because I was like oh I'm not doing enough but then that will definitely impact you when you start to get into the company more and you get to do more things like then you realize how important it would be to make sure you're getting enough nutrition throughout your entire career because it affects the way you dance or it affects um, how long you'll be able to dance injury-free, you know? Um. Um, just to kind of go off the questions a little bit, because I think a lot of dancers will really appreciate this. You said that you were injured and it really set you back somewhat for about a year. Yeah. I think right now with COVID, uh, you know, everyone is slowly starting to get back, hopefully if they're lucky, but a lot Definitely, definitely feel stuck and they feel um, that they are being held back right now because of what's going on with the pandemic or let's just say an injury. Can you just tell us a little bit more about what did get you through that time when you were injured? Um, so what really got me through was my family. I really have a great support system. Um, so usually when I was injured, I went home to my parents' house and they always took care of me, but also like kept me motivated and kept telling me not to give up because you work so hard for this profession. You can't let one in one or two injuries stop you from doing achieving what you want. Um, because I I wouldn't be here where I am right now today without any of those injuries. Mm. Because after every injury, you get smarter and you learn how to take care of your body better. Um, like like with my stress fracture, I realized that I needed to make sure to eat better and keep that up so I can dance longer. Um, yeah, you know, so yeah, that's, that's basically. <laughs> such a good point. Um, I was actually just talking to a client about this, a dancer who 
had struggled with some disordered eating in her recent past and has really been working hard to just um, develop a healthier relationship with food and not restricting and actually learning to fuel her body. And we were both saying how it's very rare for a dancer to not have any level of disordered eating in their past. You know, we, we've all kind of like dipped our toe in this world of disordered eating at some point. Yeah. And even for myself, I realized that having that experience really made what I do today. And because we, we learn from it, we learn from those experiences, yeah. how um, better our performance and in your case, strengthen your performance and strengthen your bone health, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually pretty grateful for all my injuries, at, even though at the moment they all sucked like a lot and not being able to do what I love every day was and seeing other people do, you know, all these performances and I couldn't be a part of it um, was really disheartening. But it made me real being away from the studio and stage made me realize how much I wanted to dance. Um, sure. So, you know, just take ev every injury it might feel like the worst thing in the world, but be grateful for it because you'll always come out of it stronger and smarter. And for the most part, dancers have had to learn how to keep themselves somewhat in shape, right? Mm -hmm. While staying um, doing bars and like two by two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, how to make do with a situation that is absolutely completely out of our control. Now with an injury, we have some bit of control over it, especially, I hate to repeat myself, but for you younger dancers out there, realizing that you need to take advantage of the time now while you're young and getting proper nutrition in and eating enough and not falling into such restrictive eating behaviors. Yeah. Um, during COVID, I kind of like treated it like I was injured again, sort of, um, but like have, making sure that I still kept to a schedule because I think a lot of us, I mean, I'm guilty of like sleeping in when it first started, like until maybe 1 a.m., 1 p.m., but after like my, I took a little bit of time off um, because we were rehearsing a lot right before it happened and performing, but once that rest time was over, I made sure to give myself a right schedule, still eat a nice breakfast, have like good three meals every day or if I wasn't hungry during the day because I wasn't doing as much I still would make sure to have little snacks um but yeah I was just kind of making sure that I would take a class in the morning or do some sort of Pilates go to the go outside in my yard and do some workouts um but I just I think a schedule is like really really important to keep during this time because um, it's really if you don't or if I don't I get really depressed and and then when I do have a schedule, I feel so much better about, you know, the whole day. Dancers in particular are very used to structure. They're very used to having some bit of framework in our day. Um, yeah. So having that framework during a time where, again, so much is out of control when we have so much more time in our hands. Yeah. But now, outside of that, now that you're starting again, uh, did you say next week you're starting? Yeah, next Monday we're starting. <laughs> very nice. That's great. So talk to me a little bit about how you plan to really just get back, um, whether that's physically and or even with your food, kind of like, or, or do you plan to maybe start a new routine with like your meals and your snacks? How, how is that going to go? So these past few weeks, um, I've actually been kind of practicing or like how I would, I've tried to be on my feet most of the days, like we're able to use the studio, we were able to use the studios one by one. 
Um, so I made sure to like do a class every day and then I would go to the gym or do a yoga class and I always wake up. I, I automatically wake up at 6.30 or 7 a.m. <laughs> so I just make sure to have a nice breakfast no matter what I'm doing that day. It, what you have for dinner, I realize, really affects the way you feel in the morning. Because oh. I, I realize if I, if I don't have enough for dinner the night before, I wake up super groggy mm -hmm. and don't have, like, my muscles feel really fatigued and tired. So I make sure that I always have a good dinner, especially now when we're going to start back. Um, with full days. So, so many dancers think that what they eat on just one specific day impacts them on only that one specific day, but it's so important to realize that our food choices really come into play over time. And your recovery meal or like that dinner, big dinner meal, um, is going to play a role in how you wake up the next day and how, especially during performance season, where you're going to wake up, have early class, day rehearsals, performance. Yeah constant back-to-back -back and making sure that you are building those balanced meals. Um, yeah. But something that, that I hear that is just obviously very common with dancers is not really having the time for a big lunch. Yeah. I think it's important to realize like that's okay and splitting lunch up into these smaller more manageable snacks throughout your day is that's what seems for you to be more manageable. Yeah yeah I I just like snacking throughout the day like it keep because I get highs and lows during the day and when I feel a little low I just have a little something to eat mm -hmm. um, yeah so next week when we start we're probably gonna still start at the same time in the morning but because of the whole COVID situation we're in pods we're only working 80% of what we normally will right. be working which I think is good to start because a lot of us haven't been able to you know take cl full class every day I was really lucky when I was at home in Connecticut for the first few months after the pandemic hit, I was able to have access to a studio on my own. So I was lucky in that sense um, that I kind of kept the same, tried to keep the same schedule of like staying in shape. Mm -hmm. um, but then there was a point in time where I did take a little bit of time off from dancing because I feel like I needed it. I felt a little burned out. So uh, it sounds like, so it sounds like you somewhat, and you can correct if I'm wrong, but somewhat balance fueling yourself with a schedule and making sure you like plan your snacks and plan a good breakfast good dinner but then there are other times where you are more listening to your body and a day for example where you are dancing more intensely you might need to eat more you might need to have more snacks throughout your day or just substance in your snacks um do you, is that do you feel like there is that balance between schedule and having a framework versus uh, feeling differently more intuitively? Yeah, I mean, completely. For example, when we were rehearsing Giselle last year in September, I was rehearsing so much. I was doing Mirta, and then I was also doing all the core, core de ballet roles. So every day I would sweat so much and I would be working out like constantly. So I made sure that I had to eat a little bit more um, in order to, you know, maintain my energy levels throughout the day, especially after, you know, an hour-long Mirta rehearsal where I'm just exerting so much energy, I needed to always have, like, a banana or something after that specific rehearsal right. to move on for the rest of the day. And that goes for, you know, any other difficult piece that I've done in the past. Um, mm -hmm. 
I always make sure that after a rehearsal where I sweat a lot, I always make myself have a snack or eat something because I know if I don't and I go straight into the next rehearsal, I will feel super lightheaded, <laughs> um, just not be able to you know, do what I want and more probability of me getting injured. Talk to us a little bit about just your journey on how you've come to accept your body and accept what it does for you as a dancer. Yeah. So there was a time where, you know, when I wasn't eating a lot, where I would, I was obsessed with what I weighed and I would weigh myself way too often. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of really made me super stressed out. It gave me anxiety. And once I kind of fixed, got out of that rut and fixed that, um, I realized that it's okay to have a nice meal and gain a pound or two. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, that's just your body's way of, you know, you digest the food. Obviously, you're going to weigh more <laughs> after a meal. If you being able to enjoy food and go out with friends and socialize and not have to Google every calorie that is in your food or have to work scales going to say the next day, maybe those pounds are actually worth your happiness and worth worth the sustainability again of your career because at the end of the day when we would have those obsessive behaviors they either lead you to injury which you saw or they lead you to burnout which is what happened to me in my past so whether you're burnout those behaviors are not serving your dancing yeah exactly i was when i wasn't eating right i was always avoiding going out to dinner with my friends <laughs> they wouldn't say anything but i know they were concerned um which made me feel even more uncomfortable and not want to go out anymore. But now, you know, I, I love going, like, that's my favorite thing is going out to dinner with my friends and family. And I don't worry about, you know, oh, I can't have this much, you know, I'm just going to enjoy the meal. And I do so much every day. So it doesn't really, you know, if, if I stay active, I feel fine, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, just such a great point, like for dancers to realize that they can enjoy food. It's important for dancers to just to reassess what food is in their lives. And it doesn't always have to be just for the sake of performance. It can right. also be for the sake of like our mental and emotional uh, happiness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, my final question, Polina, and it's a pretty general one, uh, is how would you define what a healthy dancer is? Um, don't compare yourself to other dancers' bodies. Everyone's metabolism is different. Everyone's body shape is different based on genetics, you know, other factors. So what you make sure that you get enough nutrients, enough vitamins, and realize that what you eat really affects the way you feel in mm -hmm. class performance. And eating right will lead to a longer career, less injuries, you feel happier, pretty much what my advice is. I, I always had trouble comparing myself to other dancers and that was really detrimental to my whole body image. And I finally learned to just accept the way my body is and to love my body and that my body is my home and I need to take care of it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, you've given us such great insight. Um, sure. A lot of younger dancers out there that will really benefit from just hearing what happened to you. Also, how you were 
got through injuries and the pandemic. So thank you so much for chatting with me today. Yeah, of course. I love this is so fun. I'm so glad to share my insight. <laughs> well, we will be in touch. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much.